Buzz's League. Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. What a grand final. I just can't get over how one-sided the grand final was. Was not expecting that whatsoever. I mean, the dominance of Penrith. The dominance of Penrith, the system that they've got coming through at the moment. I mean, it is unbelievable how dominant they are and to be in three grand finals in a row, to win the last two, and then also to win in every single reserve grade comp as well. I mean, it's just something else. That is just something else. And you obviously bring that back to the culture. You bring that back to the side itself. You bring that back to how dominant they are in this competition. Like, I can't even do a team of the week. I can't even do a team of the week because it'd be the starting 13 for the Penrith Panthers and probably the bench as well. Obviously, I tipped the underdogs. I tipped the Parramatta Reels. I thought they were going to come out. I thought they were going to be really, really tough, and they were. In the first few minutes, they were extremely tough. In the first few minutes, we honestly thought that it was going to be level, that it was going to be throughout the game a very, very even competition, and that's what I thought going into this one as well, but obviously not. And after 10 minutes, in the first 10 minutes of the game, They were dominant, and then after that, it was just downfall. It was just a downfall for the Parramatta Reels. It was almost like they gave up. It was almost like they gave up. You you could see hints of them trying to get back into the game, hints of it, but at the end of the day, it was really, really hard for them to do that. And Yeah, you go back to the culture of this side. All of these boys have played with each other for a long time, and it really rubs off. It really rubs off on the club, and they've done a really, really good job over the past three years to become a really dominant powerhouse. And Nathan Cleary as well, he was sensational in that one. He is the youngest player, the youngest player to get 1,200 points. I mean, that is sensational. That is just unheard of. He honestly could be, if he continues down this trajectory, if he wins a few more comps, he could honestly be an immortal. He could honestly be an immortal by the time he retires. He is just that good. He's an absolute weapon. So let's go through this game. Right at the start, it was pretty much neck and neck. Parramatta came out to play. There was some really tough work from the forwards in the middle. You talk about Regan Kim, Gillard, and Junior Paolo that by the end of it pretty much just went missing. But look, I'll give it to them. The first five to 10 minutes from those forwards was sensational. They really came out, put some massive shots on the Penrith boys. They almost, honestly, Penrith, they looked a little bit timid in the first five to 10 minutes. They looked a little bit shook. They didn't know what was going on. Parramatta came out rough. They came out to play. Then all of a sudden, Penrith start matching that intensity and Parramatta just go, oh, fuck. Oh, well, we've lost. And you know, it just went downhill from there. It really just went downhill from there. I mean, as I said, there were some signs that Parramatta was still in this one. Obviously, the forwards, they started getting a bit better. Ryan Madison through the middle as well. He was great. His offloading game, it really gave the side a little bit of flair. But Parramatta, by the end of it, they couldn't hold on. They could not deal with the pressure, with the structure and the intensity that the side had been playing with the whole year, the Penrith Panthers. The structure and the intensity. I tell you what, if you were to knock out, if you were to disrupt the playing style and the structure of the Penrith Panthers, then you could almost get in their heads and maybe then win a game. But look, Parramatta, they did that in the first 10. But after that, as I said, it was just downhill from there. Nathan Cleary's kicking game was unbelievable. His passing game, he was just sensational. He was everywhere with the footy. He was just unstoppable. Uh, his passing game as well, passing off his knees to Viliami Kikau, who almost went in for a try. 
one of his bombs as well that nearly set up a try. Nathan Cleary, he was just on all night, on all night. And then Dylan Edwards, this guy is severely underrated, severely underappreciated as well. And I feel like after this, after the Clive Churchill win last night, I think that he is going to be much more recognized than he was years previous just because of the player, the work rate that he has as well. Every time he caught the ball after a paramatic kick, and I know it was mainly because of a lack of kick chase, but he made at least 20 to 30 metres, and he looked sensational in that game. He was honestly 10 out of 10 all night, Dylan Edwards. He was fantastic. You couldn't really fault him on much. He was just on all night. Brian Toto as well, coming out of his own end and absolutely smashing blokes and hard running of the football as well. His post-contact metres were sensational in that one as well. He was just dangerous, Brian Toto, and he looked pretty much... Dead set to score a try every time he touched the ball, every time that he was in the Parramatta end. But look, Penrith as an ensemble were just on song. They were just on song. You could not fault their structure. You could not fault their playing style. As for Parramatta, Clint Gutherson was really trying to get his side back into this game. There were moments where he was trying to set up tries. I think they were too set on going down the short side as well. They were very, very focused on going down the short side through Mitch Moses and Gutho and trying to create something there. But they were too set on that. Penrith really got a hold of that and absolutely smashed them every time they went down there. They needed to go through the middle of Penrith with their forwards, with guys like Regan Campbell-Gillard and Junior Paolo, who needed to play more minutes in that game. They're enforcers. That's their job in this side. They're enforcers. They need to go through the middle and set the tone of the game. They just didn't do that after 10 minutes of that one. So it was really, really hard for them to get back into the contest just going down the short side. It became really predictable. It became really predictable. And as for the Penrith Panthers, it's what won them the game. It's what won them the game. Their defense and their attack were just on song all night, and it was really hard for the Parramatta side to counter. Uh, I thought that Gutho was great. I thought that Reid Marnie, his defense was solid as well, but there were just some few lapses in the middle. I thought that Nathan Brown, he was all right. He was better than I thought he was going to be coming into this side. I thought he was going to be a little bit more unfit considering he didn't play since round 17, but I thought that he put a really, really strong effort in there for the Parramatta Reels. Regan Campbell-Gillard, while not as dominant, I thought that he was still trying through the middle as well. But as I said, it was really hard for Parramatta to get back into the game when Penrith are just that dominant and just that in your face. It is really hard for a side to get some confidence and go back into this one. I was a little bit concerned at halftime when I just wasn't seeing the side getting absolutely sprayed. Now, Parramatta, they didn't do much wrong. They didn't do much right either. I think they just needed someone, maybe a senior player in the playing group or even the coach, to just come and say, right, this is what we need to do. Jay up the boys for the second half. There wasn't much of that from what we saw on Channel 9 on live TV. There wasn't much of that going around the sheds. It was just sort of walking around the sheds and not really doing much there. So it was almost like they gave up. It's the impression that we got. I felt like there needed to be someone from the senior playing group coming in and saying, right, this is what we need to do. It's really what the Parramatta Reels needed and it just didn't happen. And because of that, they came in with the same mentality. They left in the first half and it was just a downfall from there. And it was a first class performance from guys like Nathan Cleary, Dylan Edwards, Brian Toto. I thought Stephen Crichton had his moments, but I just thought that uh, Nathan Cleary was sensational. He was definitely the standout and Dylan Edwards as well. His carries uh, back after kicks were sensational and just his running of the football. He was dangerous every time he got the footy. Dylan Edwards, he was sensational.
Also, I will admit there were some massive calls that went the way of Penrith that could have gone the way of the Parramatta Reels in that game. Some massive calls, some forward passes, some knock-ons. There was a knock-on from Nathan Cleary. I think it was in the 60th minute, uh, and it should have really gone the Parramatta Reels way, but it didn't. It said that the bounce went backwards when it clearly went forwards. It was just a few calls like that that went Panthers' way that really helped them as well and really didn't help with the confidence of the Parramatta Reels. So, some massive calls a lack of confidence, uh, whatever you want to call it. It was a massive, massive night for the Penrith Panthers to get a massive win over the Parramatta Reels. Now, watching the last five minutes, Parramatta, they really, really got into the groove. And I was just thinking, where was this all game? Where was this all game? I know they didn't want to get beaten by nil, so they had to do something, but they just exploded. And I was just thinking, where was this all game? They needed a bit of that flair. They needed a bit of that confidence that they got somehow. They set up a try for Jake Arthur, and then they got another try, I think it was, through Clint Gutherson as well. So they just needed that playing style, that confidence, and that style of play with the footy to win that game. And at the end of the day, you can't really do much in the last five minutes of a game when you're getting beaten 28 nil or something like that. So look, not much to talk about here. A very dominant Penrith Panthers performance and you look down the track in the next five years, in the next 10 years with Nathan Cleary in that side, they can honestly do anything. I think they're going to go back to back a few more times in the next few years because their systems are just crazy. We talk about guys like Api Corusau leaving. We talk about guys uh, like Viliami Kikau leaving next season. People are going to say they're not going to be the same side next year. You've got to remember they've got a guy, a goer, uh, like Luke Garner. They've got Zach Hosking from the Brisbane Broncos. He's an absolute goer coming in to play in the back row as well. So they've got some options there. Scott Sorensen as well on the bench who can slot into that role. And then in terms of dummy half, you've got the New South Wales Cup. I think he was the player of the year in the New South Wales Cup uh, in Sonny Luke who can slot into the nine role with Mitch Kenny there as well. So depending on what style you want in the number nine jersey, you've got a few options there. I mean, they've got options. They have got options going into next year. They've got crazy depth. They're going to be something special, the Penrith Panthers, over the next few years. They're going to win a few more comps. I wouldn't be surprised if they win next year as well with the side they have. They are just unstoppable. And yeah, it's going to be a scary next five to 10 years for the Penrith Panthers. A very dominant Penrith Panthers outfit. I can't wait to see if anyone will come close to stopping this Panthers dominant side. One, two, three.